0: Hello, darlings, all. Welcome to Tom Reed Wilson Has Words With, where we're about to embark on a logophiles quest flanked by our celebrity guest. This guest radiates positivity and warmth. When asked, as she is frequently, how do you do it? Gabby Roslyn's pithy reply is, I don't have a secret. I just smile. It's a smile that's both luminous and contagious, it wets my nib as liberally as the ink that shapes these words in Gabby's bespoke poem. Quotillion snaps she posts of poppies, peonies and roses, unearthing her couture before her wardrobe where she poses. Online as on the telly, it's her mission to be cheering. And my, that beaming countenance is so bloody endearing. From talking pictures through to Mama Morton in Chicago, she strives to make her audience forget their mental cargo. On the metaphoric poo of life she'll pull the flush with levity and being her words as daft as any brush. To probe her, I threw throngs of angry giants, go a Jocelyn, but as luck would have it, she is here, dear Gabby Roslin. Oh,
1: will you please? Can I have a copy of that forever? Mm -hmm. You just meant that you brought a tear to my eye. Oh,
0: darling, (laughs) it was a passion project, it really was.
1: Oh, that's so lovely. Well,
0: we are, as well as being cohorts today, We are chums, and uh, do you remember the very first time we ever met?
1: Well, it would be on the
0: walk, wasn't it? There was a time about five years before that. It was at St Paul's Actors Church.
1: Yes, 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 yes. Oh! word yes
0: yes you were comparing weren't you and i was singing with the ram group and our principal was mary hammond
1: mary who was my singing teacher from many years ago she helped me get into chicago
0: oh my and i remember her greeting you from the back of the pews with this sort of rousing b flat and you spun around and went
1: mary yeah oh she was wonderful she was absolutely wonderful and i loved doing that and there was Oh, goodness me, the sound that all of you made, that the beauty of, see, I love voices coming together.
0: Yeah, just sing. Be like a fiddler on the roof. Just do it
1: for catharsis' sake, yes. Um, darling, did Mary train you
0: also for When Harry Met Sally?
1: No, no, uh, so i I was a singer anyway. Yes, uh, when I went to to I trained. I I wanted to be a presenter, but I went to GSA to train. Well, and same. um, mine one of my favorite musicals. You just mentioned it was Fiddler on the Roof, and I got to play the mother, and I loved it. Um, <gasps> But but I, I always, always said when I was there, I wanted to be a TV presenter. And there were a few teachers who didn't quite get that, but that's fine. <laughs> One in particular, which there is a great story, but it's quite long, so I won't bore you with it. Uh, but she did have her comeuppance. It was quite something. But, um, but Oh, uh, God, i not going to know now. <laughs> um, well, put it this way. We, okay, I'll, the very quick version. Yes, yes. Uh, we're all sitting around at drama school year two and she said, okay, class, tell me <laughs> flight plans, please, come on. And then somebody would say, because they wanted to, they'd say, oh, RSC, oh, I want to be at the National, oh, I want to be in movies, oh, I want to be in America, I want to be in films, I want to be on television. And then, Gabby, I want to be doing live Saturday morning television, I want to be a kids' TV presenter, and I want to present television every day of the week. And she just went, oh, God. and then uh, sort of sunk her head in her hands and then pointed at me and she said if that face ever gets on television I will hang myself and she walked out of the class so I went to tell the principal and I said I'm never going to her class again because she upset me and I want to be a TV presenter and I wanted to be a TV presenter since I was three so I didn't go to her class and then um Years and so I've told that story in my career. So I've been yes. working 33 years in telly, and I've told that story many times. And then about four years ago, GSA asked me to come back for their end of uh, year show. Yes, and I thought, yes. oh, and I took a friend of mine, a lovely, lovely friend of mine, and uh, Morgan and I were there. And I he knew this story because he's known me for a long time. And I suddenly tapped him and said. <gasps> There she is. That's the teacher. Anyway, and I've never said in press whether it was a man or a woman, and I've never named the teacher, and I never will. It would be an awful thing to do. But in the interval, we walked down, and suddenly she had her coat on, and she pulled her collar up, and she looked over her collar, and she said, I never said I'd kill myself, and walked away. And so I walked up to her, tapped her on her shoulder, and I said, excuse me. Leap, I won't say her name. Yes. Um, how did you know I was talking about you, though?
0: Well, yes, in that
1: case. Yes, and then she exactly. walked away. She went very stony face and disappeared.
0: Oh, my. So
1: she must have been the one that said it because she wouldn't have known it was her if she... See what I mean? <laughs> yes, exactly.
0: Do you know a very similar thing happened to Judy Dench where she had an audition in the 60s for a very famous movie director, and he said to her, you'll never work in film, everything in your face is wrong for film. And she also has never named him, but now, you know, it it really is the last laugh for her.
1: I think think the teachers, I mean, I'm very lucky because my parents said, follow your dreams, no matter what, follow your dreams, but don't hurt anyone in the process.
0: At this juncture, I want to get to know that girl even better. So we're going to get regional, With Gabby Roslin. Johnny, you sort of had two homelands growing up, didn't you? Uh,
1: Yes, I did. Very lucky. Um, And I I always say that before I say where it was. I think it it was incredibly lucky. Um, Zimbabwe. My dad was born when it was there. In when he was born, it was southern Rhodesia. Um, My grandparents had gone over there. My, My granny was from... Uh, London, my grandfather from Wolverhampton, and then he and his family went over to Southern Africa, and then when he married my grandmother, they went. To, she went over there to live now in Zimbabwe. Um, but I hasten. I always feel that I have to say that it, it it wasn't as people might imagine. My grandmother was a phenomenal woman who was a um, the first female MP in yes. uh, the Southern Rhodesia government. And she fought to get Ian Smith out and she fought for a multiracial uh, land. It, she believed in it so strongly. And she started up the multiracial children's home, the multiracial old age home. And my grandfather was a, um, a consultant surgeon and he operated on black people and on white people. So it was, That's I, I always, I've always feel that I have to say that because people think, oh, she, she, went to Africa and it was, she had this, I, yes, it was privileged. I was very lucky to go there, but it also, because uh, of granny and papa, as we called them, we got, you know, they were and very warm. The, as you say,
0: it was the anti-colonial story, wasn't it?
1: It yeah, was absolutely yeah.
0: um, about kind of uh, multi-racial celebration and inclusion. Absolutely. Um, and it's so pertinent now because, uh, you know, uh, Cecil Rhodes, statue is in hot dispute and that's where the name Rhodesia came from in 1895 and it was when your granny was in parliament that Zimbabwe started to be on the postage
1: stamps and on the airline
0: so I mean it couldn't be more pertinent to today could it in terms of identity.
1: Oh absolutely and and if granny were alive today it would be it would break her heart that that um, racism is still carrying on. And I think lots of us are very blind to it. Um, and I, I love that everyone's now saying it's anti-racism. Yes. Yeah. So you know, that's the important thing. And I, I that's how I was brought up to believe. And, yeah. you know, I saw some horrible things. I didn't understand when we, when we went to South Africa, I didn't understand why it said blacks only and whites only on a bench. And I had to ask my parents and they told me and I, they were disgusted, I was disgusted. Did you ever witness anything firsthand? Yes, I did. Um, when I was very little and we were in a clothes shop and um, we were trying on, I remember I was wearing vest and pants in the fitting room. So it's funny how you remember these things. And my mother who died many years ago, um, she was, uh, we were trying on some summer dresses and um, a black lady came to the door and the white woman behind the counter said, you know, very abruptly, you stay there, you stay there, you do not come in. And my mother just looked and she said, excuse me, what did you just say to that woman? And she said, no, you just can't. you just stay there. Do not come in until white lady's gone, until madam's gone. And um, my mother picked me up with just my vest and pants on and went up to this woman behind the counter and got very close, practically. I think she got hold of her clothing and her face-to-face, face, I mean, her nose-to-nose. Nose. Yes. And I remember my mother sort of swearing a bit about saying, you never treat another human being like that. You're disgusting. I will make sure we never come to this shop again. You do not treat anyone like that. And I remember I was so shocked by all of this going on. And then my mother went to the uh, black woman at the door and put her hands out and took her hands. And she said, I'm so sorry. And the woman said that's that you're she was sort of embarrassed but she said thank you thank you and my mother said yes. no don't thank me I'm just sorry that you're ever treated like that yes and then, and I'd sort of looked at it all going on and in the drive on the drive way back to granny and papa's house my mum talking to me talking at me and saying never treat anybody differently because of the colour of their skin this is disgusting had you ever seen your mum
0: that angry before darling
1: yeah I probably since but I think I remember And she remembered it. I mean, she always told the story and it it sickened her to her stomach and it it stayed with me, stayed with me forever.
0: Yeah. Well, you took your little girls back to Zimbabwe. What was it? Four,
1: four years ago, five years ago, Uh, four years ago.
0: And you wrote the following in the Telegraph. You said. At last, my children would be seeing my spiritual home, a place that I told them about every night before they went to sleep. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. You have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com/slash/host. So, you must have thought about it every day since you were at it. I
1: still do. I still do. You've you've really choked me up. Um, I do. I love it. I love Zimbabwe. I love the people. The Shona people are the kindest, warmest, sweetest most welcoming people um and there's something about Africa anyone that goes there we say they leave a bit of their heart there and because I'd been nearly every year of my life up until I don't know when I was I suppose about 30 I don't know and then I went a few times after that my grandmother died 20 years ago and and I just there's a bit of me there there's the, the, the sky the smell the people the, the language, I, I learned some of the language. My mother was a linguist, and she said, you have to learn how to say good morning and good evening and wherever you go in the world. She oh, my, that's such
0: a good rule of thumb. I completely concur. I'm going to gobble this now. You talk about visiting tung What's
1: that? Um, It's Victoria Falls. And it is, I, in my humble opinion, I think the most beautiful place on earth and um, it's quite remarkable you walk through the rainforest and you come to these rainbows in the sky with this vast flowing water that gushes it's like thunder that comes over the side and it's this cleansing extraordinary place that is that whatever you believe in if you believe in god if you believe in mother nature if you believe in Anything it, it, you, it, it's the most natural thing that, and and seeing bizarrely, I don't know why, but this to me, the two things that make me really believe in nature and something spiritual are Victoria Falls and uh, Killer Whale. When I saw it six feet away, when it just came up and spy, just spied us on a boat when I was filming, oh. and I don't it, is. it was the same feeling, it's this sort of Extraordinary realization of of natural beauty. Yes, and yes. Victoria Falls is like that, and that what
0: like the astronauts describe, isn't it, when they see the Earth from afar and they realize how tiny they are and tiny.
1: Really? Yes.
0: Yeah, and those those great spray towers that it emits are just gargantuan, aren't they? Is they- that do you know what the name means? At
1: yes, it's uh, th- uh, thund- uh, the f- you've probably got the. It's uh, the. I've got the, it right
0: now, um, we'll slide it? this in. But um, it's the smoke that thunders.
1: Uh, yes, yeah, so the the it's the smoke that thunders because it does look like f- it's smoke from far away, and it does it look like great
0: plumes of smoke. It
1: does, and there's this, uh, there's a hotel though there called the Victoria Falls Hotel, and you can sit on the veranda. And it's in the distance, you can just see the smoke from uh, Victoria Falls. And my favorite thing on the planet is to wake up very early, have breakfast there, and then walk down, you can walk, you can do yourself. I've never been on a guided tour of it. You walk down, you get to the falls, you then walk through the rainforest and you get to the end. And when I took the girl, I'm sorry, it's making me emotional now. But when I took my girls and my husband there, it was just, so wonderful to show them somewhere that I love so much. Yeah. And you can hear, I just, I, I want to be there. I, if I could magic myself anywhere, it would be there now. Oh God
0: put me in your pocket. I want to be there <laughs> with you.
1: Because I'd
0: photographs, I would just adore to go. I'd adore to go. Now, when you go, darling, you've sort of metamorphose, almost into a local, don't you, with your, especially yeah. with your tongue.
1: Yes, I do. It's, I embarrass the kids. And in fact, if I, uh, I went to my osteopath this week and my osteopath is South African, but he's been here for many years. And he laughs because when I get there, I, I sort of slip into the accent. So I, I, it's very embarrassing, but I do. And I'll just go, hey, how's it? Okay. And if I speak to my oldest friend there, um, we'll speak on the phone. My kids always know I'm speaking to her because they always go, hey, how's it? You Okay. Oh, how's everybody? Okay? Well,
0: how would you differentiate between that accent and the South African accent?
1: Zimbabwe accent is gentler. So the South African accent is far more clipped. So it's yes. a much more clipped accent. Yes. Whereas Zimbabwe, they're slightly more singy-songy and they go higher in the register. Oh, I love that.
0: Because, you know, accent etymologically means regional song.
1: and. Well, and I think
0: in some cases, like Southern Irish and like uh, the Zimbabwean accent, it, it really is very apropos because it sounds like music.
1: It really does. And the funniest thing is that how if you if I ever want to floor a stranger in the nicest possible way, <coughs> you know, I'll hear a voice and I'll say, oh, you're from Zimbabwe. And they'll go, how do you know? But they, they, people usually say I'm from South Africa. Ah, you're Zimbabwe. And they or, it always throws people, but it's just, it's a, it's a, it's a gentler accent.
0: And your tympanic membrane is tuned to that music.
1: I love accents. I have a, I do have a problem with accents though, because if I'm interviewing somebody from Liverpool or something, I'll start doing the accents. (laughs) Very embarrassing. And then they'll say to me afterwards, are you from, no, I'm not.
0: You know, Judy Finnegan does that too. I used to notice on You Say We Pay, they would cheering she? in and be like, "Hello, I'm Carol," and she'd go, oh, "Hello, oh, I'm sorry." <laughs> I'm sorry, See, sorry.
1: Obviously, she can sing as well because people say that if you can hear accents, you can sing and you can find a note. I've never mm-hmm. been able to play music, but if somebody plays a note, I can sing it. I'm quite lucky. But and that's the same with an accent.
0: Now, darling, I have amassed some Shonerisms, but also some Roslinisms in a kind of quick fire round. Would you? Play a translator for me. Mopan worms.
1: Mopani. Mopani oh. worms. Yes. <laughs> they, people eat them. Yep. I've never eaten one. I just, it, they look, no, I did the accent. I just <laughs> said, they look, they look <laughs> rather true. So, you know, what? when I'm a celebrity, they have those worms that people, those white worms. They are yes.
0: Yes, yes. Oh, I see. But they're I a delicacy, would... are they?
1: People, they have them on the brais, on the, on the barbecues. I wouldn't have one, no.
0: Bry is a barbecue.
1: Yes, brai is a barbecue. And we have, yeah, other things on the barbecue.
0: Well, yeah. uh, also, I think this might also be uh, pertinent and also in the culinary world, but mealy
1: mealy yes only mealy's my kids didn't know that mealy's were corn on the cob and mealy is a mealy mealy is a corn on the cob but I've never in my life called it a corn on the cob <laughs> and in fact I was saying the same to my osteopath because he was asking me which words I still use and I said always mealy oh. I, if somebody says you want a corn on the cob I, I it doesn't it so no.
0: the girls not know until they got to school
1: they still don't know Don't tell them. They're 18 and 13. Don't tell them. (laughs) I shan't. I shan't. Disabuse them. Um, Rock Shandy. Rock Shandy. Yes, that's, I think it's lemonade, soda, and ginger ale. And Rock Shandy uh, on the terrace at Victoria Falls (sighs) Hotel is the greatest drink ever. And I had that, I made my kids all have it there while we were looking at the falls when I took them. And they were oh. having Shandy and they loved it. But the thing is, if you make it here or anywhere else, it doesn't taste as good.
0: Oh, I see. Oh, that nice.
1: sounds divine.
0: Oh, I want to go there for breakfast and quaff tide now. And
1: and no sundowner, because that's what you'd go for, sundowners.
0: Oh, I see. I see. You oh, go
1: on a sundowner on the Zambezi. That's the thing to do. You go on the Zambezi for your sundowner, and then you get to see the crocodiles in the water, and you see... I'm doing it again. In the water. Sorry, oh. in the water in the water and you get to see the hippo coming in and the birds all coming in and then the sunsets, you've never seen a sunset like it ever anywhere on the planet, like the sunset in Africa. And it comes down over the Zambezi, over Victoria Falls while you're having your sundown. Oh my,
0: oh God, I'd love to see a hippo. I love hippo.
1: Do you know the etymology of hippo? That was my first TV show, it was called Hippo. Oh my,
0: well, Hippopotamus means river horse so Be it's that. actually it's connected to hippodrome which is where they used to run and uh, any hippic activities is is uh, things like ascot you would call a hippic event oh really yeah
1: oh wow thank you river horses um mungnani mungnani that's good morning so the whole routine um, in Shona they always say, good morning, did you sleep well? I slept well if you slept well. It's very it's very kind. So it's manguanani, maradar, darara
0: That's so dear. That's such an altruistic exchange, isn't it? You know, oh, your wellness nourishes mine. I adore that. It's time. And I just adore you.
1: Thank you so much for coming. I think you are truly one of the kindest, loveliest people I've ever met in this industry. And in my 33 years, I couldn't wish to know somebody more, more kind, generous, sweet and thoughtful. And I will take you in my heart everywhere I go. I think you're wonderful.
0: Well, I just adore you, too. And you are the most, I, I can say this with all honesty, the most generous person to work. The most Shush. generous person. Shush. Shush. <laughs> you don't like
1: getting it back, do you? No, I can't take a compliment. I get very and you're just going to have to take it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, well, lots of love, darling.
1: Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Chatting all things
0: wordy with Gabby reminded me of her favorite word. Serendipity. Coined by Horace Walpole, the fourth Earl of Orford, he was referencing the Three Princes of Serendip, the title of a fairy tale in which the heroes were, and I quote, always making discoveries by accidents and sagacity of things that they were not in quest of. Hence serendipity meaning a joyous happenstance without premeditation. Alas, we're out of time. To use another Rosalynism, I'm all gabbed out. But if you still have a severe case of logophilia, remember, this is but one penny in Rockefeller's purse. For more, do subscribe, star, and even comment. In the meantime, oodles of love. This has been a Monkey Kingdom and Acast production.